Hi, how you doing? Red Fred here. So, it is a, the middle of the night, <laughs> and I have um, had a dream about perspective, and I had an urge to record it. So here it is. The, uh, the image that I, I received was about how God perceives things and how we perceive things. So, this is the image. So, imagine that I have a camera and that I go to New York City and I take a photo in New York City. And then I pack up my equipment and I take off and I head to uh, Paris. <clears throat> and as I get to Paris, I look at my photo that I took of New York. And the photo is not a photo of New York three days ago before I left. The photo is a photo of New York right now in the present. And so then, that photo that I have taken is not a photo of a moment in time like photos and videos that we know of now are. It is a photo that was taken of reality itself that persists over the time that anybody looks at that photo. 100 years from now, you look at the photo, it's whatever that location in New York City is like at that moment in time. It has not stopped in time. It has not gone into the future. It is just that moment in reality. But it's a photo that I may have taken 100 years prior. So, Imagine then being able to go back and taking a photo one footstep ahead of that photo and then another photo two steps behind that photo and then stepping one step forward and one to the right, taking that photo and then taking two steps over to the left and then taking that photo. Within that cross, I have taken the photos in that area. And all those photos would be whatever the reality of the actual timeline that exists at this moment is in that photo. Can you conceive of a camera that can take that kind of a photo? I can't. It would have to be some sort of uh, a technology that I don't understand that could take a photo not having a camera in that location anymore, but yet the photo still persists in that location over time. So imagine then taking that camera 
And for every one foot step forward, one foot step back, one foot step to the right, one foot step to the left, a photo taken of everywhere in the entire universe since the beginning of time. That can be perceived in whatever timeline we're in. To me, that is so complicated to think about what that would be, what that perceived photos would be, and to be able to scroll through them all, and but only to see them in a timeline that I am currently walking in. I can't see the past. I can't see the future. I can only see the moment. But I can see the moment everywhere. Interesting thing to think about, eh? How it's possible to think about you can perceive of the idea of that. But can you perceive the details of that? I can't. That's way beyond what I could understand. Way beyond. But think about it. That's God. God not only perceives every place at every moment, at every timeline, at every instant, everywhere, all at the same time. I can't perceive that as being any sort of reality that I could understand. I just can't. But that's how much further ahead and how much more he is than we are. Yet, people will say, eh, I've seen Christians, so I know what God's like. Okay, so you're saying that I take a photo. You see that photo. Based on that photo, you know the photographer. Well, you would know what's in the photo. I'm not even talking about through time. I'm just talking about as a still shot. You don't perceive the photographer. You perceive the moment in time that you're looking at. You don't perceive uh, the camera that took the photo. You don't perceive the creator who created the camera. You're only looking at the photo. And the photo only gives you certain information about that specific time and that specific place at that specific instant. Maybe you may perceive 
um, a little bit about the photographer, what they considered to be beautiful, what they considered to be uh, worthy of taking a photo of. You can perceive something like that. So you can perceive a little bit of the photographer, but you can't perceive all that needs to be understood about the photographer. But that's how we live our life. We live our life like somehow we can perceive God in a way that we understand because we've met a Christian. Or, and then based on that image, we choose to either reject or accept that image of God. That concept doesn't make any sense at all. Like you're trying to perceive the imperceivable. And you think about it, that's one aspect of understanding is perception, how we see things. And that's only how we're seeing things in the moment that we're looking around. Because if you think about it, you are the camera. These eyes are the camera. When you walk around through life, you perceive what's happening at that moment that you're walking through life. You could have a memory of a place that you've been, like say, for example, 10 years ago it was New York City. I have a memory of that. Is it as accurate as a photo? No. There's a lot of missing perceptions in that situation. But I have a memory of it. But I see the reality that's around me. But do I see the reality that's around me? Perception is just one aspect of God's creation and how we perceive things through visual means. But that doesn't even take into consideration time, uh, space, air, <laughs> anything like that. That's only visual processing of everything. And then the fact that God is omnipresent and that he knows everything at all times, at every time, everywhere, he sees everything. He knows everything. It's interesting, part of this process when I was getting this vision, one of the things that I, I got a uh, bit of a download about was um, there's a lot of people now who are believing that uh, we create reality as we perceive it. And we may even create it and manifest it because we're perceiving it. And what God was sharing with me is like, he got it all backwards. He is creating it so we can perceive it as we perceive it. So he's creating everything all the time for everyone, all the time, everywhere, all the time. So we think that because our electrical pulses in our brain
theoretically can determine exactly what our reality is based on what how we perceive things. We're not perceiving things exactly how reality is. We perceive things through the limitations that our minds have about the perception of what's around us. The reality is God creates things for each one of us. Our reality as we perceive it and think about it. For everybody, everywhere, for all time, forever. You know, it's interesting to think about, you know, because if you if you get down to the breakdown to the science of perception and creation and all that kind of stuff, if you think that you are uh, the perceiver and the perceiver is the creator, um, I think you're giving yourself a little too much credit. And, and to think about it, if that's how you believe, it's seriously, if you believe that the reality is that our reality is created based on our perception at the time we perceive it, then how do you explain how old rocks are supposed to be? And then we say that, oh, the planet is billions of years old based on the geographical situation of the, the rock that forms in a volcano and this much time and this much energy. And, you know, that's how diamonds form inside the planet, blah, blah, blah. Okay. You're perceiving that as the reality of creation that you say has created itself by accident in a situation where time and heat and space form things chemically but if you also believe that you create reality as you perceive reality then really how old is that rock the rock is only instance old as you look at it and as you perceive it and as you create it. So if you think you have that ability to be able to create the reality of a billion-year-old assuming rock on a trillion-year-old assuming planet in a unlimited aged universe, giving yourself a little too much credit but if you perceive that that situation is exactly how it is but it's God creating it then how could you possibly understand how things are actually made how far ahead of anything that you can conceive or understand is God when in an instant he creates everything that you look at, in an instant as you look at it, everywhere, for everybody, all at the same time. And keeping it all consistent with one another. So I don't look at something and perceive something, and then somebody walks away and that thing disappears. Because really, if we created it, wouldn't that happen? If somebody believed that they saw something, it would manifest. But as soon as they walked away, it would go away. And if you didn't perceive it, you wouldn't see it. That logic doesn't make any sense to me. But a God 
that creates all things everywhere at all times. How much do you have to understand that you owe to a creator who creates all things at all times for everybody? He is so far beyond us. So far beyond what we can conceive or understand. Yet he chose, chose to love us. Chose to create us. Chose to give us perception and understanding. He wants us to dig into this reality. To figure out who we are in him. What he wants us to do with our lives. You don't create reality based on your perception of reality. Reality is created based on your perception. So, you decide to take a step to the right, to the left, front or back. God creates that reality as you make those steps forward. So that reality is created all around you at the moment you make the steps. What's that? That's called free will. God creates the reality. He keeps the reality consistent with our understanding of what reality is. All of us. All of us. Your perception of how the world works is how it's created based on your perception by God for everybody all at the same time. Everywhere. <laughs> Can you conceive of an intellect like that? I can't. I can't conceive of an intellect so fast. Now that's how he creates everything. So... <laughs> I'm like, okay, Lord, okay, if that's, that's the case, then my perception of the reality that I walk in is created by you the moment that I decide to walk in it with that belief and that understanding because my belief in how the world works without taking away somebody else's free will and how they interact with us in all positions, at all times, everywhere, no matter where they are, I can't perceive a change in North Korea that overwhelms the belief of the person who's in that situation, walking that life at that moment. Okay, if I can't do that, then what's, what's prayer all about? Hmm. Interesting. Prayer, God showed me, is through love and compassion willing the change in perception by the perceiver about the circumstance. Independent 
of somebody's belief in reality of what the situation is. I know it's very complicated. <laughs> Tell me about it. When he explained it to me, my mind was like uh, oozing out of my ears. Basically, we can change the way we perceive reality based on what God says is possible. And God says all things are possible for those who believe. Who believe what? I believe what we need to believe is that God is God. And he loves his people. And despite consequences of steps to the right, to the left, forward or backwards, that we've taken or anybody else around us has taken or anybody else in time has taken because we all have free will. So I can choose to take that step forward to decide that shiny gold thing in the ground is worth digging for and then finding other people who are willing to dig with me to create a big hole in the ground to create machines that could make a bigger hole to get more of it to have more of that yellow stuff that's apparently rare on the planet that's worth more than other stuff that's in the ground that person makes a choice that person makes a choice the other person makes a choice we have bullets we have guns we have somebody who wants to make money so they support somebody who says, I make money from selling bullets. So if you support what I need to be supported in your position as a leadership of a group of people, I will give you a kickback and I will give you money. So your life would be easier. So they make a step forward. What is all this talking about? Consequences consequences of our actions all of us since the foundation of the earth since adam and eve chose to eat of the knowledge of the tree of good and evil what's so bad about that knowledge good thing knowing what's good what's evil good thing problem is we weren't made to be judges god wanted us to walk with him in the garden and be at peace but we chose that we wanted to be judges. So there's consequences to actions. You can't be free will if there's no options. You can't be in the garden and not have the option to eat of something you shouldn't eat of. To be convinced of something you shouldn't do by something that should convince you of something you shouldn't do. It's not free will if there's no options. There's lots of options. We can choose to honor God, we can choose to not honor God, we can choose to believe what he says, we can choose to not believe what he says, we can walk this way, we can walk that way, we can step back, we can go forward, we have choices. What are the consequences? Diseases, disorder, chaos, war, suffering. We all take responsibility If I don't take responsibility for my own thoughts and my own actions and my own perceptions and I just walk in 
the knee-jerk reaction of this is the way I think things are, this is the way I perceive things are, instead of going, Lord, how are they, really? Then there's consequences to our actions. We get sick. People die before they're supposed to. Is it because you sinned? No. Maybe not. Maybe so. Maybe you ate the things you shouldn't have eaten. Maybe those things were created by a people who decided, I want to make more money on that loaf of bread, so I'm going to exchange this for that. And this will make people sicker, but I'll make more profit. And so that's where I'm, I'm willing to do that. I'm not going to eat my own product, but I'll create that, that somebody else will eat it, and they will get sick. And then somebody else will say, well, maybe I'll create a product that would make you feel less pain while you're sick. And I'll make profit from that. And we accept that. And we take that little pill. And we walk in that. And we believe that that's our reality. Because we can't step on somebody else's toes. No, we can't change their reality for them. No. Can we change how we perceive the situation? Yes. How? God can give us revelation. He can show us that's not the reality that you live in. It's only the reality you believe you live in. Change that reality the way you believe in, and you can change the way you live in it. So I can believe that I can be fit and healthy and strong. Okay, I believe that. So if I believe that, how does that manifest in my life? How? I don't pick up that thing that I know I shouldn't eat because God's saying, don't eat that. I don't pick up that thing and drink it because God says, don't drink that. I have some energy drinks behind me. I drink them. I'm trying them out. Perhaps I shouldn't be. Did I check with God? No. I just wanted them, so I bought them. Right thing to do? Maybe not. So, do I need to check with God for everything that I do before I do it? Yeah, probably. Who would know better than the being that understands everything outside of my own perception? Because He is perception, He is reality. I remember somebody saying to me before that, you know, and I read in the scripture before that, you know, God is not a man in which he could lie. And I said to, I said to God, I said, well, what does that mean exactly? That, you know, like, because we could lie. So, you, God, you can't lie. It's not possible for you to lie. How can it be possible that you have a limitation and you can't lie? And then God explained to me, he says, uh, it's not that I have a limitation, but if I say something is, it just is, because I said it is. And I'm like, okay, Lord, what do you mean by that? He says, okay, perceive this. You know what a chicken looks like. We all know what a chicken looks like. You know, two legs, wings, a beak, feathers. 
perceive the chicken. Okay, I, I see a chicken in my head. I see a chicken. He said, what if I said that chickens have four legs and they have fur and they don't lay eggs? Well, that's a lie. He says, it's a lie because you perceive what a chicken looks like and what it is now. But if I said that throughout all of time, all chickens everywhere would always be perceived as having four legs, fur, and don't lay eggs. Your image of a chicken would be that. Because I said it. So everything throughout time would change based on what he says. I'm like, okay. He said, that's how healing works. You know, you, you, you lay hands on somebody, you pray for them to get healed. Um, that person's perception of reality, if they believe, can be changed. And that cancer or that whatever that's in them can be removed. And it's not like it's removed as if it was there and now it's gone. It was never there. I took it away. But you still perceive that it was there. But now it's gone. Because I want you to. I want you to recognize and realize that I am God and I love you enough to set you free from that pain and suffering. So what about people who don't get healed? What does that mean? What is that all about? Their grasp on their reality is too tight. All things are possible for those who believe that all things are possible. If you don't believe that all things are possible, then all things are not possible. Free will. You can choose to make a weapon. Or you can choose to make a tool. You can choose to love. Or you can choose to hate. You got free will. I know that I know that I know that this is a complicated topic. I'm not even sure that most people who listen would understand what I'm saying tried to make it as simple as possible but the concept was so outside of myself I literally had to mold it around in my brain for a couple hours as I laid in bed in the middle of the night and then I felt like I needed to record it because I needed to acknowledge that this revelation is deeper than I could con conceive and this is just a method for me to try to hold on to it a little bit. <laughs> try to break it down and figure it out a little more. It's interesting that people believe that, you know, we create reality as we think about it and as we perceive it. 
I guess they're, they're actually seeing how God creates things. They just think that they're the perceiver and the perceiver is the creator. When the creator is the creator and we perceive what's created as it's created. So a billion year old rock it could be created in an instant and it still looks like a billion year old rock. It still acts like a billion year old rock. But it was created an instant ago. How big he is, eh? How deep that understanding is about who God is. Everything, everywhere, created in every moment, at every time, for every person, all at the same time, all interacting with one another, where nobody's perception is compromised at the moment that it's perceived. Even if we are all perceiving different realities and compromise. Wow. Wow. Well, now that I've recorded this, maybe I can go to bed and have a good night's sleep. The last three podcasts that I've done have been recorded at four o'clock in the morning. Seems like God wants me to be up in the middle of the night to receive whatever he's saying to receive and record whatever he's telling me to record and then allowing me to go back to sleep, which is nice. I appreciate that. Let's <laughs> perceive our reality as God would like us to perceive it, not just as how we perceive it. Because we're not creating it. He's creating it based on our perceptions, based on our understanding, based on our revelation, based on our faith. All things are possible for those who believe. Man, how, how important it is to know what you believe. How you perceive. I've been saying this for a while. The way we act, the way we talk, the way we think, the way we feel needs to be looked at and examined and figured out and act upon differently. We are not knee-jerk reaction. We are not supposed to be led by emotions. We use our emotions to enjoy life, to perceive uh, understanding about one another, to have compassion over one another, not to be led because you said this, it hurt me, because you felt this, you hurt me, because you defined me this way, it hurt me. 
because you don't use my pronouns, it hurt me. Because you don't perceive that as a white man, your ancestors uh, condemned my people. So your, your existence is enough to hurt me. Wow. What kind of a reality do you want to live in? I don't want to live in that kind of reality where everybody else is in control of how I perceive things and I'm not willing to take the responsibility to perceive things the way God says to perceive things, to change the way I think, to change the way I act, change the way I feel, to perceive that looking at somebody with lust actually affects their reality. Taking responsibility for my actions. Taking responsibility for my perceptions. And open my eyes to the form that, God, you are the creator of reality as I see it. So I want to change how I see it. So the reality you create is beneficial for everybody around me. It's beneficial for me. It's beneficial for you. Well, good luck with that. <laughs> uh, yeah, here we go. Let's see. Am I willing to sacrifice my perceptions for the probability or possibility that somebody on the other end of this camera may get a revelation about their own reality and change how they perceive themselves and no longer see themselves as somebody who is not valuable? Like God himself creates the world around you as you perceive it every second you perceive it and you can change the reality of the world around you by changing how you perceive it by acknowledging that God loves you and he's creating the reality around you in order to keep your mind from collapsing completely because reality doesn't have a consistency. He wants to keep it consistent for you. Otherwise, God, he's so much bigger. Don't say that you know who God is because you've met a Christian. You've only seen a snapshot You've only seen their perception of who they are, not God's perception of who they are. And they're manifesting their perception of who they are based on their understanding of who they are, not based on God's understanding of who they are. The closer they get to understanding God's perception of who they are, the more they start to manifest Christ-like behaviors.
Okay, I love you. Hope this finds you well. And I hope you can dig into it and get a perception that he loves you more than I love you. He creates your reality for you at every moment. What kind of reality do you want him to create for you? Maybe you should change how you perceive life. How do you do that? Gratitude. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. You've never given up on me. You've never looked away from me. You've never, ever, ever given up on me. Show me how you see me, Lord. Your word says that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. That he knew me before the foundation of the earth. That he sewed me together in my mother's womb. His thoughts towards me are peace, joy, love. His will that all be saved in the name of Jesus. That's so much better than the other way. You're an accident. You're not important. You make of your life your own realities. You are your own God. You can't even perceive how God sees the universe. How are you supposed to even understand what's best for you? You can't. He knows. You can't. I can. I love you. I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. Bless you. Catch you next time. Bye.